else did I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We're Jeff and Mandy Rose. We want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. Come on. <laughs> this is not where I thought we were starting with this. Yaman. I got Jamaica on the brain. And why do I have Jamaica on the brain? Because we're going to Jamaica. Yaman. Yaman. Yeah. And we've actually been in Jamaica first time, which was actually just a few months ago. And that was Sans Kids or Sans Kids. You just say without kids. Without, but it sounds more <laughs> hipster if you say son, without right, sans kids. Right, and we're not hipster, so you just say I'm, without. I'm wearing a J. Crew shirt that you bought for me. I feel pretty hipster today. That's not what hipster is. It's Do you not. need to Google what hipster is? I, have no, I don't know what hipster is. <laughs> okay, well, when you're over the age of 35, you don't really have a hipster style. I can. Okay. I'm trying. All right. Hip, hipster. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so we're going to Jamaica, but now we're going non-Sans kids. <laughs> we're going with <laughs> kids this time. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah. So first time we're actually taking the kids out of country, and uh, we're going to have a blast. And just for anybody's curious, we actually had all our airfare paid for through reward points. Holla. Holla. Take that, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no... We that's what I get for being married to a financial advisor. That's a whole other topic, and that's not even where yeah, we're that's going not, with this. This podcast is not about how to earn reward points. No, typically I try to have like a nice kind of story that is a nice segue into the topic, and we're not even on point at all. Because <laughs> so, uh, you're so excited about Jamaica. I am excited. No, today, just to kind of keeping it real, we thought we would answer a reader question, a reader email that we get. Uh, that we got, excuse me, and we get quite a few of these, and a lot of them are really, really tough to answer. And just so if you guys are listening to this and you do email us, just realize that, you know, we are definitely not counselors. You know, we're not professionals. We are just a husband and wife that love each other, and we fail a lot. And, you know, the whole point of this podcast, really, and the blog is to just share our struggles and the realness of marriage and the ups and downs, just, just to show people, hey, it's not easy. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a, you know, happily, it is happily ever after if you're willing to put the work in, but we still have to put in work. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard whenever people ask us questions because I just feel like, oh, you know, I'm definitely not qualified to answer this. And the only way that I can answer it is answer it through experience. And so realize that when we share our answers to questions or people, you know, our advice, it really is just through our own experience. It has no (laughs) scientific or, you know, background. It's just completely based on how we've dealt with it. Absolutely. You know, we always encourage people, if you're you're having some pretty tough issue with with your marriage, I mean, we're not the people you want to email and get advice from. You know, if you're plugged into a church, hopefully someone there, a leader can help you out. And if you've never done marriage counseling, that's something that we highly suggest. It's something we've been through ourselves on more than one occasion, and it has helped us. And it feels like, and we talked about this in a previous podcast where, you know, initially we felt like failures for doing that, but my goodness, just the results from that have been exponential. And we, we strongly suggest that. So if you're in a tough place and you both are willing, you know, definitely consider doing marriage counseling of some kind. Well, yeah. And I would say, I mean, I wouldn't say don't come to us because I mean, that is our hope with the blog is that by sharing what we've been through, that it will help you in some way. I think what you're trying to say though, is that like, if you're in that like place where there's like no turning back, where you're like ready to just 
give it all up. Like we might not be the best choice (laughs) as far as like who you should go to. You should probably seek someone who has some type of like (laughs) therapist background that they can really truly dig deeper with you. Yeah. So on today's question, we're not going to read all the details, but we we don't want to really, I guess, expose some of the situation, but it was um, the email really struck a chord for both of us because it was something we could relate to, something we've had some experience in. So we thought, okay, let's go ahead and talk about the question and just kind of share our experiences with that. Do you want to do your best to paraphrase the question? Okay, let's see. I can't even see it here. Like turn it this way. Okay. So this was an email we got from a wife and she basically is emailing us Telling us as a situation that her and her husband are both Christians and they've been married. Does it say how long they've been married? Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Well, they've been married for, I think, a, a while because just based on the story. But her husband is in the military and her husband has a best friend that he met through the military that is of the opposite gender. And so. A um, female. A female. <laughs> Sans kids. What? That you makes said, no sense. Well, you said the opposite sex instead of just saying she's a, is a woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to read those? Or do no, you you're good. You go ahead. <laughs> okay, so she says that like she's talked to him about having this best friend that's a female, and so far that she's been comfortable with it, and... She even says that like she's gone as far as like now she's friends with this female um, and they've become good friends. But she talks about how sometimes whenever they're all together, she feels like she's the third wheel, like they have inside jokes and other things that they talk about that best friends would. But she kind of feels left out. So she's just saying that she was praying through the situation and she really didn't know how to bring it up to him without hurting his feelings. And she was looking for a respectful and lovingly way to kind of talk to him about it. So that was the the initial email that we got that kind of triggered this podcast idea. I don't even know where I want to start with this. I thought initially <laughs> I would just say like what I told Mandy to respond with. And my initial thoughts were, you know, if she's uncomfortable feeling like the third wheel. He definitely needs to know this and he needs to be accommodating to his wife so that whenever they are out together, that she doesn't feel like the third wheel, you know, just to be extra conscious of that and of her feelings. And I also said, and this is, Stating the obvious, but sometimes it isn't obvious, as we've seen in other relationships, not saying with this one, but they should never, ever hang out just the two of them. You know, if the wife can't come, sorry, you know, like we are Mm -hmm. a team and they're not going out and seeing a movie together or having drinks or having dinner. Like the wife must be there 100 percent of the time. No question if and buts about that. And then the, the follow up question, which we can talk about later, was. Why does the friend, the girlfriend, why is there never a guy around? Like, where's the, not the girlfriend? Because it's not like a girlfriend, well, but the girl, girl that's a friend. friend <laughs> that's why it's dangerous, right? Yes. You know, so why is she never bringing a guy around? Just, I'm just curious. You know, like it wasn't mentioned. We don't know. I'm just. It was some of the things I would want to ask about. But so that was my initial thoughts. But before maybe we dive into that, I guess, how do you want to tackle this? Well, I mean, I think that this one was easier for us to talk about because it's something that we've been through because I have always had a lot of guy friends like this is before I was married before I went to college I mean just even growing up when I was younger I lived next door to a boy that was my age and we grew up together from the time of you know kindergarten all the way through high school and so we were really great friends you know he was my best friend and it was just because we were neighbors and we played together and I I can remember like in junior high my parents let me like invite a friend on our vacation and I took him I'm like I can't believe they let me take a boy now that I'm thinking about this like in our kids like you are not taking a girl (laughs) you know but I mean we just had that kind of friendship that we 
it was just a friendship and it was never anything more. We really were just best friends. So I think that that kind of carried over into my college life and just in general, like I just connected with men and more like as friends. And I know that seems really weird. Like now the place that I'm in now with our marriage, it seems inappropriate, but it didn't at the time, you know, like it was just, I had a lot of guy friends. I connect with guys. And so I think that like when we got this question, it was like, okay, this is kind of a good one because we've been there. And like, I was at a different place and we can kind of relate to this, right? Yeah. And I can remember actually when I met your, and I think I know the guy friend you're talking about and it was in college and you're like, Hey, my friend's coming over. I don't, I don't think he was going to school at SIU at the time. Right. That, that was our college we went to, but he was over at her apartment and I lived next door. This is when we first met. And I remember like walking over, like my initial thoughts, just thinking, all right, who's this dude? You know, like, who's <laughs> this dude? Like, I'm going to size him up. Like, I'm not sure I'm cool with this. Like, you know, just typical guy stuff. Didn't we just start dating? Whatever. Are you being a little protective? Well, this is what guys, how guys are. Then oh, that's how okay. guys should be personally. But anyway, anyway, he was totally cool and we hit it off and actually we ended up being roommates years later. And, you know, we're still friends. I mean, to this day, I mean, not, we're not as close. I mean, he's got married and kind of moved away, but nonetheless, like, you know, we were able to coexist together, but I will say like, they never went out together or, you know, hung out together without me. I mean, you know, she was always conscious of that. Well, and especially after we got married, that was a big thing, you know, like I, maybe before we got married, I would have done that. But after we got married, it was always, I included you. It made you feel very like comfortable with the situation. Yeah. I think more of a recent story that when I read this email, it's something that I totally related to, especially with the whole military thing. And whenever I was deployed, you know, Mandy was in a house with uh, three of my friends, but then they end up graduating, moving on. So she had to. That sounds, you, you can't just like throw that in there because that sounds like <laughs> you just like told them I just lived with three guys. Yeah. The whole situation was kind of weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. So not something that we're proud of or would do. Yeah. That. So in college, you know, she had her own apartment and I lived in a house with uh, three other guys that were two of them were friends since I was in grade school and one actually was, was it? Yeah. Your, your friend, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, he had gr- his girlfriends and whatnot. So it was just a house of dudes. And these were like, these were my buddies. I mean, and took Mandy and like, she was like their sister and, you know, had no issues, but basically it came to a point where her lease was running up and I knew that I was being deployed. So she moved in with me prior to me being deployed which is something that I don't think I'd ever want my kids to do. And, uh, you know, as a Christian parents now, like... It's not the right choice. It was not the right choice. You know, monetarily wise, it seemed like the right choice. So anyway, that's just, it is what it is. So that's why I was living with three guys whenever he was in Iraq for the first few months. Because I was technically living with him prior to him leaving. And yes, for the first like month of our marriage, we lived with three guys. (laughs) Yep. And so it got to a point though, like after I was deployed that, as I said, I think uh, one of them, they all graduated and they want to end up getting a job. So basically she was having to move out and find her own place. Turns out we ended up finding a house. And while I was gone... There was a couple that I just met a little right before I had left, and they took her in while I was gone. And with this couple, there was another guy, friend of theirs, who I'd also met and had worked out with before. And they basically were her family, like, while I was gone. I mean, they were very... I don't think they had any military background if they could relate to that, but they just knew, you know, yeah, here- they just were really like good to me. And to make that situation clear, there was a couple and with them, they had a guy roommate that was friends with them. And we all kind of were friends before he left. And then they really took me in when he left. Yes. So I'm gone to Iraq and it really, there was no issues while I was gone. I come back home 
and it was the couple and then the guy. And there was just a point. It wasn't just him in particular, but it was kind of like just the, the, the entire group where I felt at times like a third wheel as if like, okay, right, you would have been a fifth wheel, fifth wheel. Correct. <laughs> true. Which is really even weirder. But you, he was also gone for about 17 months straight. So for the last 17 months, you know, these people were kind of like my family and the people that I hung out with all of the time. Yeah. And I think it's like, it doesn't even matter whether it is a male or a female, you know, when you're surrounded, it's like if you're going out with a group of girlfriends that have been friends for six years prior to you being in that circle, I mean, you're going to feel a little bit left out, you know, because they're going to have experiences and stories that you can't relate to because you weren't there. And so, I mean, male or female, I think anybody can relate to this experience. But, you know, that's just how I felt. And at some point, and, and I think we talked about this in a previous podcast where, you know, we were struggling, adjusting, getting back together. And it was just a part of like, okay, here, we're struggling with our marriage. And she has this, these friends that are, you know, her friends, not really my friends. And, you know, she can connect with them and we and can't connect together. Guy. And one of them was a guy. There was just, so there was a lot of stuff going on. And ultimately, I just, I never really gave an ultimatum, but I just basically said, you know, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, I just feel like it's just not a good situation when we're around them and nothing against them by any stretch, but it just where I was, where we were at in our marriages just didn't feel, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel right to me. And we talked about it. And honestly, I can't remember like all the conversations we had with it, but I will say that over time, it wasn't a long time, you know, she was okay with that. I mean, we were able to work through that and she understood. And, you know, it got to a point where we just end up hanging out with them less and less. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. I will say that, especially when you initially brought it up, because you think about these are the people that have been there for me, like the most in the hardest time of my life. And so when he was uncomfortable with it, initially, I was just like, I mean, how could you even be that way? Like, you know, these people like love you and they love me and they've been there for me. And like, how dare you feel this way? Like, you should feel thankful to them. And like, and so we struggled at the beginning with it a lot. And I remember feeling very like, mad and resentful like you should just be okay with this it's funny to look back on the situation now because I can totally see why you felt that way and why I was wrong you know but I will say that eventually like after it wasn't a very long time but you know he was pretty adamant about the way that he felt and for me personally his feelings meant more to me than any kind of friend that had been there and so like I knew like I have to make my marriage work and if that means that he feels left out when we're hanging out with, you know, this couple in the sky, or if he feels threatened by that, or if he feels insecure, like I have to make sure that he feels okay about it. And so that became my priority. It wasn't at first, but it did become my priority once I realized that he was serious. Yeah. So when I think about this question and the situation where, you know, where there's this female friend that you know they've known for, I think it was six years, they've been stationed together. I'm not sure if they went overseas, you know, there could definitely be a lot of experiences there, but it's tough because yes, that's your friend, but now we're looking at your friend versus your wife. Who's the one that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and have kids with and be there through every step of the way. If it's your friend, you're probably talking to them once a week. And especially being on the female side, like you don't want that friend. And this is where it can get very, very sticky and dangerous. But and this is why they always, at least our church, and we totally agree with this, is like, you know, you don't want to have, you should not have a friend of the opposite sex that you're going to for 
emotional type discussions and, you know, talking about feelings and, you know, like getting in a fight with your wife and then going to her and telling her about the fight and basically bringing your dirty laundry with your, your spouse into your friend relationship who is the, you know, the opposite sex. That's where it gets very, very, very dangerous. And I think that's where you just got to be very, very, very careful with that. And that's why I think you have to be extra accommodating, you know, if, if this is going to continue. And even more important is like you're never, ever hanging out with your friend without your wife there. Yeah. And I think it's important to say that like before when we were going through this and like the way that we feel about it now are two different things. So like I felt like when I was just talking, I was talking about kind of like how I felt about it then because my view about it has completely changed. I think now that I feel like I'm a little bit, I'm a better Christian. I'm a better wife. I've learned things in the last 10 years that I didn't know as a new wife. And if I was looking at that situation that we were in back then, like I would never do that now. And that is because I feel like I just know more, I'm more knowledgeable about marriage and how protective you have to be of your marriage. And so it is, like he said, one thing that they talk about at our church a lot. They always tell you, like, have that person. You've got to have that person that, like, you can go to and that you can really lean on, but it cannot be of the opposite sex. And it sounds like in this situation, that is kind of what's going on. And that just, like you said, it can be just such a dangerous road because then you become you're getting something from that person that you're not getting from your spouse. And eventually, even if your intentions are not bad at first, that can really manipulate you into doing some things that, you know, maybe you never thought you would do. Yeah. I think it, once you keep putting yourself in situations where you can slip up and, and make a mistake, it just becomes that much easier. And that's why you just have to remove yourself from those types of situations. I'm not saying that you drop this person like a bad habit, but there might be some sort of phasing out where when they want to hang out, like, hey, I'm actually, my wife and I are going to go and do a, a weekend getaway, like just her and I, you know, just make more time for you and her. And where it's like, make her feel like the third wheel, not your wife, you know, make your friend feel like the third wheel where it's like, oh, yeah, they're doing this other couple thing and they're doing stuff together. And, and maybe like she'll get the hint and realize, oh, I need to go find my person you know, versus being around this this married couple all the time. Well, I think that's a scary thing, too, because we don't know in this situation how the friend feels about her husband. But, I mean, it could very well be that she has feelings for him or and we don't know her intentions. And so that is the scary thing about having friends of the opposite gender. I mean, your intentions might be good, but you don't know what their intentions are. And they might put you in a situation where you're like, oh, wait, I thought we were friends. Like, what's going on? You know, so you just have to be very careful with that. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, I think by the nature of the email, I mean, you've guys talked about it, which is great. And you just keep that dialogue open, you know, keep talking. And anytime you're feeling a certain way, don't hide that. I mean, sometimes it's easy just to keep that bottled up and not let your spouse know. Obviously, you don't want to like lash out at them. I mean, there's very tactful ways you can go about discussing it. But I think it's important, though, that he understands how you feel in certain situations. And, you know, he might not see it at first. I, I can relating to him. I mean, there've been times in my life where I've just completely ignorant and just uh, oblivious to my wife's emotions and where she might bring something up at first. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. And, and then when I actually get a chance to think about it and like, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She's right. You know, she's totally I think right. we all do that. Yeah. I think we all do that. But so just realize that, you know, he might not get it at first, but as long as you do it in a very non-attacking way and just doing it more from a, Hey, like this is just, this is how I feel. I'm not saying it's your fault by any stretch, but you need to understand how these situations make me feel. And that's something that my wife and I, we've 
worked on and worked on. We continue to work on and struggle with (laughs) over and over again. Well, because a lot of times when you feel hurt by something, you want to put emotion into how you communicate with your spouse about it. So like if you're feeling like, man, I feel like the third wheel and I'm feeling a little resentful, that's going to come out in your conversation. So really like just take some time, like pray about it. Think about what you could say. And I love in her email that she says, can you give me some advice how to lovingly and respectfully talk to him about it? And I think that that is key is like, you have to do it lovingly and respectfully because if you don't, I feel like it's not going to be received in the way that you're wanting it to be because it sounds like, you know, if you're really just wanting to be like, hey, you know, this is on my heart. I know this is not probably your intentions, but gosh, this is how this makes me feel. Like, I just feel like I feel really it and icky whenever like you guys are having these inside jokes and it makes me feel very left out. Like, I don't know my husband. And if you can talk about it like that, he's going to be more likely to listen if you, unless you come to him and you're like, I don't like her and I don't understand why you guys are having these inside jokes and that doesn't make sense to me. Like what's going on? Like if you respond like that, you are going to get a response in return that you don't like. Right. Exactly. And, or at least in our experience. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This also could help, you know, if you can kind of paint the picture in, in, in his view, in his eyes of how it would look, you know, if the roles reversed, you're not saying, well, how would you like if I was da-da-da? But it's like, hey, you know, just think about how if I had a guy friend who you didn't really know and we had all these inside jokes, you know, just kind of like put the roles in his situation, just see how he would feel. And, you know, hopefully that he'll be able to relate to that because I think oftentimes it's it's easy to attack, but it's much easier to get the point across if you can empathize or help them empathize with your situation. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think just to kind of close this up, I would say one thing that, I always, always promote or not promote, but like preach, I guess you could say, is that be protective of your marriage. And that's okay. Like sometimes my friends think I'm jealous and sometimes they're like, you're a little crazy. And I'm like, I'm not really crazy. I'm just protective of my marriage. And I know that it's so easy these days for something as small as having like a female coworker friend, something that you don't ever think would start as anything like something that little could go and turn it can ruin your life you know so you just have to be very protective i'm not saying be crazy i'm not saying they can't have friends that are females or you can't have but be very protective of what you have created together that's what i'm talking about boom boom (laughs) all right well we appreciate you listening to this podcast until next time this is your life this is your marriage and only you can make it more